This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So our talk today is Our Father Who Art in You. And the, the, uh, sort of the idea for this, this conversation today came about from us, a bunch of group of us dads getting together and sort of brainstorming what it meant to be a dad. And there were several things that resonated with each one of us. So each of us is going to share just a little bit in their own different format of what they gleaned from being a father. And the beautiful thing is that, of course, it applies to everyone, right? Our father, whether it's a fatherly, father-mother spirit, it's in all of us. So there's something for everyone here. So I'll, I'll start off, and I decided I'm going to actually read a little writing I wrote just to keep myself on time, mainly. <laughs> but, uh, we also have Jim Pasmore, who's not here, and we have a video that Jim prepared, uh, something he's going to share, too. So I have two sons, as you guys know, uh, Nico in the back running things, and I have a, another son, Kai, my older one. And these two young men have been the biggest teachers for me in my life. And um, I want to share one of the lessons that I've learned, one of the many lessons that I've learned from them. So when my first son, Kai, was about to be born almost 25 years ago, I remember sitting alongside Claire, waiting nervously in the brightly lit hospital room of St. Charles. We were overwhelmed with joy, fear, anticipation as he prepared to emerge into the world. And there was this powerful resolve in me that I felt in that moment, I don't care what he wants to be or do in this world, I just want my son to grow up to be confident, compassionate, creative, and kind. New fathers have this innate and common mission to keep our families safe and to raise children that are fully equipped to face the world with strength, resilience, and wisdom. And we often think that if we can control our children, we can keep them in harm's way. Out of harm's way. <laughs> this is why I wrote it instead of trying to memorize it. Right? The irony of this, however, is that when you are starting out as a new parent, you don't fully understand yet that all of your own strengths accomplishments, resilience, and wisdom has come from raising children. We often think that if we, uh, sorry, and yet it's, uh, <laughs> I'm nervous. This is, this is a new thing for me, right? I'm talking about something very personal, and so forgive me. These accomplishments come from facing and overcoming challenges in your life, including those raising children. And so we often start off trying to teach our children that which we ourselves are still learning. We learn from failure, and we get stronger from working through pain. We can't both insulate them from the inevitable challenges of life and expect them to grow and to be strong and resilient adults at the same time. But we try anyway. Why would we rob our children of the greatest learning and growth opportunities they have in life by trying to protect them from everything painful? 
Why do we desire to keep them from the experiences that will actually build the qualities we so desperately wanted to see them manifest? I remember when Kai was a toddler, running around with a snotty nose one day, as most toddlers do, without a care in the world, and finally we grew tired of him snorting the snuff in and out of his nose, so we chased him down, tissue in hand, and you have to be quick, like ripping off a Band-Aid, so one of us held him down while the other pulled out the dangling nasal stuff, and it was the biggest, longest, most incredible snot specimen we'd ever seen. And when it was fully extracted, Kai exclaimed, No! My booger! <laughs> Even then, he wanted to be in control of his own life and his own bodily produce. And my dance with the art of letting go was just beginning. Love is being there unconditionally, not being in control constantly. Your firstborn child will be the lucky winner of most of your parenting ineptitude. <laughs> Kai, being my first, got the brunt of my inexperience in fatherhood, and I, always, I wasn't always great at releasing my grip on the illusion of control. And the teenage years were a challenge for us. I had this vision in my head of what I thought parenting looked like and what I thought was the ideal father-son relationship. These were my fantasies my wishes. Kai and I constantly butted heads, and I quickly realized that anything I would try to teach or even suggest to him would be met with resistance. He needed to do things his own way, and I didn't always acknowledge or respect that. The desperation I felt to try to guide and control him clashed with his innate desire to be in control of himself. My primitive method of love through control was backfiring and pushing him further away. And it was about that time that I started coming to unity and began realizing that the only thing I could really control in my life and in this world was my own feelings, myself. I was able to start loosening my emotional grip on Kai and consciously reminded myself to just let him be. He began to bloom and shine on his own. And our relationship began to improve. I can't expect to raise independent, strong, confident men if I'm teaching them through my actions that speak most loudly that they need to be controlled and that they're not capable of making their own decisions. Both my sons have indeed grown to be genuinely kind, compassionate, creative, and confident. They are the men I dreamed and hoped they would be in the expectant moments before they were born. Children of fathers, everyone here, please know that your father was, or maybe still is, doing the best that they can and that annoying sense that they are trying to control you is just their misdirected way of trying to keep you protected from pain and hardship. Fathers of children and everyone else in relationships, please remember this. There's a fine line between caring and controlling. And we can't do both. 
A pain-free life is a growth-free life. Your greatest mission as a parent is to give your children the tools to work through their challenges, but not to protect them from them all. Your gift is to give them the respect to be who they are, not who you want them to be. And this works with all children, all ages, regardless of your relation to them. Let them know they're not alone and that you'd walk through fire beside them. Come hell or high water, this is what our Father does. Thank you. Welcome, Dan. Check, check. Wow, that was awesome, Kevin. Thank you. That's a hard act to follow. Fatherhood. Fatherhood is a life-changing experience. By the way, I'm Dan. Just to start off, to introduce myself real quick here. Fatherhood is a calling. It's a calling, and it's the receiving of a new role model. You are the role model. To change your life, your actions, and to be more in tune with the needs of those you love deeply. This profound change can often take years to grow into. It becomes you. This enhanced and upgraded new you will have many new powers. The power to function through an entire workday with zero sleep. The newfound ability to clean literally anything. Including, including me doing laundry, as a side. The power to help Santa Claus distribute gifts at two in the morning. The power to operate a first aid kit very quickly. And the power to remove bicycle training wheels, even though you know it's probably really gonna hurt. No one has all the skills and talents on day one. Fatherhood skills are earned and learned with each step of child development. I'll share a brief story with you. When my, I have a eight-year-old daughter, Evelette, and a four-year-old son that you see running around here. His name is Leon. And uh, Evelette was, was born at Marin General in the Bay Area, and we had a very challenging birthing experience. And it was an awkward moment where my wife was on the operating table, cesarean, they're holding her organs, it was very complicated, and they had extracted Evelette. She has, was decelling, her heart was not working. They brought her out, she's purple, they put her on the NICU, and, and the doctor looks at me and goes, okay, go. And it was like, Go where? Where go go where? And he goes, You gotta you gotta go with your daughter down the hall to the NICU unit. We'll take care of this from here. Good luck, bud. So that was my day one experience running down the hall with three nurses and a and a NICU doctor and we're in there and they finally resuscitated Evelette and I 
held her little hand and right there I thought this is a this is a game changer Dan <laughs> welcome welcome to the party <laughs> so sometimes things happen that are unexpected but that is that's really the beauty of the story right and so then begins life as a father. When we reflect on role modeling as a father, or sometimes even as an uncle, right? I have some nephews that I try to try to emulate some good qualities to. There are some basic principles to go by. Number one, demonstrate, yes, you are valuable to the child. Help them to know that they are valued. They are deeply loved and they are so very important to the family. This is a very key principle that will help build so much confidence in their life later. But then they will also reciprocate. Number two, this is a challenging one. Be the example. Work hard. Work smart. Promote adventure and risk-taking. Show that you can be an asset to your community. Explain what a ballot is, what voting is, and especially how democracy works locally. Number three, be a hero in their eyes. Maintain progress and stability at home. And really the key word is be present. You don't have to be amazing all the time. You don't have to be perfect. But by just by being present, in their eyes, you're a hero. So, be present. And the last one, number four, and this is really probably the most important one. Model love with your partner, your best friend, as you go through this experience together. Model love and show your child what love looks like. Show respect, show patience, show trust, and show love. I'm going to wrap it up with a quick story. Oftentimes I reflect on my, my kids, my two children's eyes, as they would light up as I would hold them up in my arms. They would often smile, and I could, I could kind of read their mind as they would say, as they're up here, they would say, wow, the view is really nice from up here compared to down there. This loving, lofty viewpoint in my arms would become the ideal spot. When out on a hike, I would hear, up, <laughs> with arms wide open, also known as, carry me. <laughs> for a couple miles. 
Now they're getting bigger. It's very hard to hold them up. They are not 15 pounds. She's 50. Now, now their view of the world is coming into view. A spiritual being having a human experience. A conscious co-creator with their own thoughts, words, and acts. Now, they want out. They want to see the world. They want to have experiences. And much like Kevin, I, as a young dad, am transitioning into a middle-aged dad, and I'm learning to let go. I'm going to give you a final dad joke, and then we're going to wrap it up. What did baby corn say to mommy corn? Where is popcorn? <laughs> and uh, we have a video from Jim, right? Jim's video. Hello, everyone. Jim Pasmore here. I'm happy to be uh, just spending a few minutes with you. Uh, since I can't be here in person, at least on the video, I'm off to North Carolina. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to uh, turn it over to the three wonderful fathers that are going to be talking to you, uh, William and Dan and Kevin, who will all answer questions and share their experiences. I have five kids and multiple grandkids and great-grandkids, so I've had a lot of experience fathering. But I wanted to talk a little bit about my father. A lot of us do think of our fathers on Father's Day, and we have various types of memories. Mine are all pretty good, with a few exceptions. My father was very stern and harsh at times, but he was loving and took care of us seven kids that he raised. So uh, I'd like to um, uh, start by saying that anything that is a negative thought about our fathers, uh, let's just let go of it and go the unity way, forgive, forget, and focus on the good things. Focus on the good qualities and the uplifting qualities that your father had. And uh, that's where I want to head with this poem that uh, I wrote about my dad. It's called, Why I Chose You, Dad. For the lessons I needed of love oh so true, for the growth of my soul, I was born unto you. For the guidance I chose, the wisdom you knew, I wanted this round to apprentice with you. Imprinted with lessons ingrained in your soul, you embodied so clearly my incarnate goal. For adventure I came, thus your passion I chose, for the way you empowered a freedom that grows. For the resolute coaching when I was a child, and the strength to endure when I had to be wild. For the gifts you shared freely, not silver or gold, but an insight so earthy in all that you told, such as lessons in caring and loving this life and the strength to allow me to overcome strife. You taught me connection and feelings of worth through love for our family and dear Mother Earth. Yet your hand could be hard, your words could be stern, Still, the lessons you offered, I came here to learn. And though you were harsh when I pushed you to wrath, you always made certain I stayed on the path. So thank you, my papa, for times you were tough. And thanks for your hugs when words weren't enough. 
and thanks, Dad, for caring and giving so much of your time to help me find meaning, reason, and rhyme. And thanks for genes in my body grown strong. They dance and they sing to your life and your song. Thus, our harmony blends like the lute and the horn as your song sings in me since the day I was born. But now you've departed from blood and from bone. Yet in truth, I'm aware I am never alone. For the wisdom you planted still grows to this day and draws your love to me, although you're away. No, a body's not needed for us to survive. For in soul and in spirit, I know you're alive. So listen up, Dad, as I've listened to you while I close with my own little lesson or two. On your strength did I build the beliefs of my youth, but with time did I rise to my own loving truth. And now I am blessed with a faith of my own, but I built it upon your foundation of stone. So I turn this over to the three loving fathers that are gonna be with you. I wish I could be there to answer some questions, but I'm with you in spirit, even though I'm flying on an airplane probably as you're listening to this. So have a wonderful Father's Day. Bless you, bless all the fathers. Uh, love you, uh, love and light. Hey guys. Being a dad is a precious, precious love. And um, I'm close with my sons and my kids. And I had an experience recently that left me feeling really, really humbled. Um, I've always wanted to be a dad. I remember making a blood oath swear to the cosmos when I was a boy that I would grow up to be a dad and I would be a good dad. One of the reasons I did that is because my dad wasn't around a lot. My dad came from a really hard upbringing. My dad was a tough guy, and that was a big part of his self-esteem. And one of his favorite stories was talking about his rite of passage, and that was beating his father up. I was one of those boys that uh, got spanked if I cried. And I remembered I did not want to go on to be that dad. And, and I feel good about being a dad. In fact, that's one of my big parts of my self-esteem is that I got to be with my sons through their childhood and was always there for them. And I recently went camping with my oldest son, who's a tender-hearted Pisces, and him and I are really close, and I love him so much. And on our camping trip, he brought up some times when I cut him, when I said something mean or disparaging. Some of the times I vaguely even remembered. And, um, and I remembered when I went to my dad to confront him for the violence I experienced as a kid. And, um, and my dad was a scary dude, and it was scary for me to talk to him. And I, I honestly think he was thinking that was my turn to become a man and beat my dad up. And I had no desire to hurt my dad, but I wanted to talk about these times that scarred me as a child. I wanted some kind of verification. I wanted an apology. I wanted just to love my dad. And I remember my dad started off saying, well, you didn't have it nearly as bad as I did. And that's true, because I didn't. I didn't have nearly the violence and stuff that he grew up with. But, uh, but I pressed him. You know, I, I, wa I wanted some solvent. I wanted some kind of resolution to this. 
And I remembered my dad putting his face in his hands and just shaking his head, and he just quit talking to me. And so there I was, driving along, and there was my son, and it was really difficult for him to talk to me about these things. And I remembered wondering, you know, what would that I want my dad to hear? And I almost went down that road of saying, dude, you have no idea what it's like. <laughs> you know, but I didn't. And, and, and like Kevin mentioned, you know, now I, I'm, I'm at Unity. Now I'm on a spiritual path. I, I've worked 12 steps in a 12-step program. I, I've learned to own my own stuff. And I've also learned that there's power in owning our own fault. For my dad, apologizing was not even in the, in the ballpark because to him, admitting fault was weakness. And, and I, I remember just asking him more about it. Well, tell me more about that. You know, what did I say? How did that make you feel? And, and, and for all the dads, like my dad did not have the tools to make an amends. He didn't have the tools to apologize I don't have that excuse. And all I could really say to my son was, you deserved better. You deserved better than that. I wish I could have done better for you. I'm sorry if I could go back in time, I would have done it differently. You're worthy. All, all I could say to him, and I said it several times, was, I wish I could have done better you deserved better. And I'm sure my father would have said that to me if he was able to. You know, there, there are generations of trauma we're dealing with now. And life is calling us forth to do better. And, and at this point in my fatherhood, and indeed in my manhood, I see the value in owning my mistakes. And with my daughter, I get to do better. You know, if I'm in a cranky mood or, or I have so much going on in my mind and she happens to make me mad or, or disobey or whatever it may be, and I'm overly harsh, I can stop in that moment and say, listen, I could have dealt with that better. I didn't have to get mad like that. You know, you did not deserve me getting mad like that. I, I could have done that in a different way. And I see that as being a real power. I don't see it as being a fault or being weak. And, and I'm grateful to be able to be at this place where, um, where I don't have to be my dad. And I don't have to have the same values. And I got to have those. It was a couple different times he brought up things. And each time I, it was like I had this immediateness of defensiveness and was able to step back and hear him out and acknowledge that moment and let him know that that I wish I could have done better, that he deserved better, and that if I could go back in time, I would do it differently. And I think that's one of the big deals about, about fatherhood and, and, and in relationships in general, is to have the humility to own our mistakes and choose again. And to me, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and I'm grateful to be a dad. You have no idea what a precious love it is to be a dad. And now I have a daughter, which makes me a daddy pie. <laughs> and, I, and I just wanted to say that. It's like I, I, I love my dad so much. And it's important for us to have compassion for the paths that our parents have walked. And, and forgive and, and to love, which opens our hearts. And having an open heart is worth more than all the money in the world.
And, and that's about it. I, I could go on, but it, here we are right now. We're together in honor of our fathers, in honor of our parents. And we're all just scared little kids trying to do the best we can in this life. And we're all destined to discover more within ourselves. And so it is.